Awesome. Greetings, Bazaloane. Greetings, everybody. Hope you're all doing well and doing fantastic. Welcome to the Final Four podcast. It's been a while since you've been with us, but of course, we are back for more sports entertainment. It's me, Umbendulo, and of course, since it's the Final Four, I am not alone. To my right, I have Mr. Fanele. Jimmy, how are you doing, my man? Hey, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, it's just great to be back recording. Uh, and doing what we love, man, just talking about sports. Of course, of course. It's always the name of the game, especially <clears throat> after a fun-packed weekend like we've just had. And then on my left, we have Mr. Mboi. Mr. Mboi, are you well, my dog? All good, all good. Can't complain. Uh, good to be back. Good to see you guys. Nah, we love to see you too, Mr. Mboi. So here in the Final Four, we break down everything that has happened in the world of sports for weeks past. And today we have a menu for you, which is filled firstly with some F1 action, as we see Mercedes taking on an energy drink, which is actually flying away our Red Bull. Secondly, we'll fly to the shores of England and to the shores of South Africa as well as we speak about football. And then thirdly, we'll jump to cricket because unbeknown to other people, we actually have a World Cup happening and South Africa are raising our flag there. Lastly, we'll just touch on some social issues which have impacted the world of sports so far. So, not to take any more of your time, let us jump to the Formula One. Gentlemen, we have an action-packed season. Unlike no other way, in the hybrid era, Mercedes have been just taking over everybody. And finally, we have competition with Max Verstappen being eight, being actually 12 points ahead of Lewis Hamilton in the championship. He has more wins then Lewis Hamilton with eight and Lewis Hamilton with five. Given how far the season has gone, it's just five races left. Is this how you expected the, 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 the standings to be so far? I think I definitely expected a, a much tighter season this season. Mm. Um, last season, we saw glimpses of it. Mm. But Hamilton, obviously, we, we all know what he did there, getting his seventh world championship. But I'm, I must admit, I'm very glad the season's going the way it is. Mm. I'm very glad that it's not a one-horse race. The two every race they're in it they're giving it to each other so i'm, I'm excited i'm every race weekend there's something to look forward there's to. always something to and look i know we're still going to get there but not just for one and two even in the mid pack and at the back there's a lot of matchups there's happening always yeah. energy always energy and and your thoughts mr msweli what do you think bro yeah man the last time we saw a title race this tightly contested was when obviously uh, 2016 when Mercedes was going against Mercedes, mm. Rosberg and um, Hamilton, you know. Mm. So it's good to see now that it's not just Mercedes, as you were saying, mm. um, as front runners and everyone's just following behind. You know, mm. Max is putting in a good shift. Um, the, the stuff that Christian Horn has done with Red Bull, um, it's just been amazing. Mm. Um, and even just having Sergio Perez there as uh, driver okay. number two. He does his job really well, making mm. sure that Max still gets over the line, you know, because everyone plays their part in the team. Um, it's not just Max who's doing it by himself. So it's it's a great season. Um, yeah. I still believe Hamilton will do it. You know, <laughs> I still believe like there's five races left. Um, I think Max has a DNF in him, so that's still gonna come. <laughs> okay, um, okay. You know, there was one before, but Hamilton also decided to crash out. So. Mm. If he didn't crash out, things would be totally different, different. right now. Mm. But um, I still believe with five races left, you know, the greats always find a way to do it. And I believe Hamilton can. The GOATs. And and, and, and it's crazy that you mentioned it, the entertainment value of the season because even when they are not challenging for the victory, they down there at the mid-pack, you remember Baku, for instance, Lewis Hamilton 
Verstappen was out of the race. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom, second, yeah. you, you, you go to Sochi where he's raced and there's always something happening between those two. So it's pretty awesome. And, and with that being said, um, five races left. What do you believe will be the standings come the end of Dubai? Uh, Abu Dhabi, I'm sorry. When we get to Abu Dhabi, who will be reigning champion come the end of this season? And let's start your thoughts, actually, with Mexico, the next race that's mm. coming next week. Uh, to be honest, just to answer your first question, I mm. think the standings are, are staying the way they are. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's something in me just tells me that Max has got the hunger. He's learned from the mistakes yeah. of the past. Hamilton, obviously, you can never write him out. He's the GOAT, sir, everything's going for him. But I think Max and Christian Horner, and I'm going to say something controversial, but I think let's hear, let's hear. They, they, they're going to pull out uh, win at all costs. So <laughs> okay. I know I, I know okay. this is, this is unsportsmanship, but All think right. about it. Between now and the next five races, yeah. If both of them don't don't finish the races, Hamilton Max wins. I'm not saying they're deliberately going to go out and crash and do that, but yeah. I'm just, if you think about it, mm. when and, it comes to putting out all the stops, and and the thing is, we there is history of this happening. Not of course with Red Bull, yeah. but when we look at uh, back at '97 with Michael Schumacher and and, and Jacques Villeneuve, mm. for all costs. Michael Schumacher wanted to win that, but he couldn't. But hey, man. <laughs> Look, I hope it, I'm sure it won't come to that, but it's, it's going to be very interesting. And I also think there are a few more twists. Mm. There are some DNFs. Mm. There's definitely controversy there's, somewhere. There's going to be fights. And when, yeah. when I'm sorry, your, it sounds like your hopes and dreams come from a place of actually hopes and dreams. <laughs> well, what, 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 what backing do you have to say that no man, Lewis is going to come up on top of this one? Look, man, it's it's... It's a, just a thing of experience, you know. Mm. Um, experience plays a huge part in, in sports, really. Mm. Um, we've seen it across multiple sporting disciplines where um, things seem to be going well for the underdog, right? Um, yeah. Max is an underdog if we are comparing yeah, to Lewis. But uh, when it's time to now seal the deal, you know, like your headspace and those type of things end mm. up playing a part and you make stupid mistakes, which... An experienced um, sportsman, exactly. Mm. Um, and I just think that with Max's driving style, being an, an aggressive driver, um, I really believe that. Well, I really hope. I don't. Okay, let me not say hope. Hope, but I believe mm. that something's gonna happen. Like I don't want to say hope because you never want to hope for. It's like hoping for an injury in sports. No, right? no, no. Yeah. Um, but I believe like something will still happen in this race that will um, turn it into Hamilton's favor. Um, yeah, but. Like I'm saying, I believe Hamilton will still win mm. drivers' championship, but constructors, it's it's pretty it's clear. It's, it's, it's done. Uh, yeah. yeah, constructors is done. There, Red Bull's gonna take constructors. No, no, no. I hear you. I was just checking the time here to see if maybe it's twelve, twelve, or thirteen, thirteen, <laughs> so that you know, no, I'm not so that the manifestations <laughs> come true. But you heard it from the gents. One says, no, Max Verstappen has got this in the bag. One says, Lewis Hamilton's got it in the bag. Objectively speaking, you can say Red Bull do have an edge, but it will be interesting to see what will happen in the next coming races. But away from the from the leaders of the pack now, we're going into the mid-pack. Yeah. Because we thank Netflix for their Drive to Survive series. There's mm -hmm. more interest in your McLarens, in your Aston Martins, in all these other lower teams where actually Ferrari find themselves, surprisingly enough. Given all the things that are happening this season and the interest and followership that the Formula One has, what has been your biggest surprise away from Max Verstappen mm. and Lewis Hamilton? I think for me, it definitely has to be McLaren. Yeah. Um, stating the obvious here, but 
they've had such a such an amazing season mm. um like you mentioned drive to survive i'm sure most if not all of us have watched it yeah. and just seeing where they came from and and where they are now mm. and just the, the growth and what they're building in and and for me what i like is they know their race they know that they're not fighting red yeah. bull and mr and mercedes sorry mm. their races who would have thought ferrari right like they are they're racing ferrari they're racing alfa tauri they're racing Renault, Aston oh, Martin, exactly. Mm. That's that's their race. So they're not focused. Yes, obviously it's nice to punch at the big boys, but they're but, playing realistic. Mm. And I think for me, they've had a great season. Lando Norris, he's out, yeah. grown in leaps and bounds, and I'm, I'm excited watching them. Yeah, especially after that experience at Sochi, must have been a learning experience. No, that was <laughs> and then for you, Jimmy, your 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 biggest surprise for the season. Look, man, before we even get there, like you, you, you touched on entertainment value, right? Mm. Um, across uh, from literally driver one all the way down the, the grid. Mm. Um, and I think that series, that uh, Drive to Survive series also brings so much entertainment value to the sport. True. Um, it's, it's such an easy way to learn the F1 sports as well without having to possibly like do all that research just watch the series yeah. and you learn some of the things um and i know i've seen on twitter even there's a whole lot of fans who've come up and started every this, this year alone, yeah, yeah. just this year alone, mm. just based on that series mm. so um it was a great it's a great thing from the from the um the writers and the netflix guys mm. um hopefully it happens with other sports as well um, <coughs> imagine but, the premier league but let's more <laughs> on that later yeah but but just to touch on um my surprise as well um it's for me, also, it is McLaren, mm. right? Um, what Zach Brown's been able to do with that with that team, um, from where they were, you know, then they got um, they got uh, Daniel Ricciardo, they got Lando Norris, mm. and they started to turn things around, you know. Um, great pairing of drivers, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Youth and experience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Youth and experience. You know, Lando's an amazing driver. He's got mm. a bright future ahead of himself. Um, so, like, McLaren really is a surprise for me. Um, and I do see them taking that extra step next season, hopefully. Mm. And, and, and and for the people who actually don't know um, and are new to, 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 to F1, McLaren were actually a powerhouse, mm -hmm. an actual heavy powerhouse, 80s, 90s, and even in the early 2000s. So it's not too far-fetched for us to say, actually, you know what, mm. they can get back to the top part. No, um, my biggest surprise has actually been Carlos Sainz, outperforming Charles Leclerc because yeah. I rate Charles Leclerc as I love Charles Leclerc I think he's going to do something great but I'm actually shocked that Carlos Sainz is out here but hey man who cares about the Ferrari day down there this, <laughs> yeah, week, this year that's my biggest disappointment yeah. uh, mm. in the past couple of seasons they've just been dropping and there's something happening there at Monza, but yeah. It's it's, 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 it's it's tough, it's tough, it's tough for the Scuderia, but hopefully they get their hopes up, come back strong. Um, and that's that for about Formula One. More on that in our next episodes as the race comes on. Just tune into it. It's Mexico this time at the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. It's a very tough one, but that's where it's at. Uh, and then we'll touch on more of that next week. So, Beautiful start to our show, gentlemen, uh, which lays the platform for us to speak about the beautiful game. We are speaking about football, and we're going to start it here locally. Yesterday, for those of you who didn't know, was the MTN8 final. Wafa wafa between the stylish Mamelodi Sundowns, who are absolutely dominating South African football. And we had the citizens, who are now made themselves true citizens of the top tier, 
this is a state in football in South Africa, in Cape Town City. Um, it was an interesting game, 1-1, up to the penalties, and then I'll leave the rest to the gents to speak about uh, because it's out of my hands. Uh, we'll start with Mbui because he, 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 he was living it. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a very, very interesting final. Mm. Um, okay, in the 90 and the regulation minutes, Sundowns could have killed and buried the game, yeah. right? They had the opportunities, but, mm. you know, it is what it is. We go to the dreaded penalty shootouts and, wow, I, I have not seen a sudden death penalty shootout where like you've only scored two. <laughs> Both sides missed their first couple. Mm. But I think the big talking point that, that everyone wants to hear about is the officiating of that game. Yeah. Um, the linesmen on the spots, keepers off the line. Mm. It, it was... I mean, in hindsight, it's easy for us to see. To but, see. Mm. And we touched on this earlier, like like Fanele mentioned, what's the point of having the linesman there if he's not going to make if the calls? If he's not going to do the job. Um, I'm a big Sanders supporter, but I mean, Onyango was not diving off the line. He would jump forward and then, and dive. then dive. Clear to see. So, yeah, some explaining would need to be need to be done there ah we're going to touch we're going to see those in the coming days of course but for you Fanel, uh, seeing how Mamelo de Sundowns have been dominating South African football um, surprised or is this what you expected given that it's different pressures that it's the final now it's lots at stake uh, I won't really say surprised mm. um, because Sundowns has been dominating for a while now mm. um, but also it just it just touches on the coaching system that they do have at Sundowns, mm. the development system that they do have at Sundowns. Um, we look at Sundowns and it's South African coaches, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's something that I've had an issue with a lot with South African football mm. is that we don't trust our own coaches. We always get coaches who aren't successful elsewhere mm. and, and they come think, and they, yeah. want, they think they're going to be successful in South Africa mm. and it doesn't really work out, right? But now we've got South African coaches who are dominating the PSL um, and they're showing that, okay, we do have talent here that can be coaching these teams mm. and it's just evident now even Sundowns is bringing in young players as well, right? So it's a, it's a good thing. Mm. Um, if we look at it in terms of are they the Borussia Dortmund, sorry, the Bayern Munich, the Bayern Munich of, of, the, of the country. I, I wouldn't say so. Okay. Right? I wouldn't no, say okay. so. Okay. Um, it's not a prolonged dominance like uh, Bayern Munich, where okay. in some seasons you do see it, it is a, a tighter race, but we know Sundowns will get over the line. Eventually. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I really like what's going on at Sundowns. If this is what it takes for South African football, uh, other teams to, to, to wake up and be mm -hmm. where they need to be, then by all means, man. Um, yeah, but this is how it must carry. This is how it should carry on. Mm. Because it, 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 it's nice. We're seeing nice charges and nice battles coming from like your likes of Royal AM. <laughs> uh, you know, they 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 throwing up surprises throwing here up and there. <laughs> so and 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 it's interesting that now we touch on that because it is about money after all. And it's not that Sundowns are, are, are in a league of their own in terms of money because they are teams which have major funding. So the question now becomes, what's, what's, what's stopping these other teams from actually reaching the level in which Sundowns find themselves now? Why is there such a, a huge disparity? And you must understand that right now, Sundowns have not conceded a single goal, yes. not one, in the league. They are just going and flying. So what's stopping these other teams from actually reaching that those levels of success um for me my and it's it's just my issue with the PSL and not even surfing but african football in general mm. i just think it's 
it's the mindset it's the philosophy it's 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 everything that happens off the pitch mm. right so i believe that the the system at sundowns and what they have with um with patrice and the whole sundowns family is that desire the hunger the the knowing and just wanting that extra level of ex- expectation mm. you know mm, mm. um despite the result and i know a lot of teams say this it's easy to say but the graph that they put in and the way this, the way they play you know mm. um it's it's very it's very positive right mm, mm. uh winning is a habit right it's, it's a thing you so say yeah. winning is a you habit build. so they build on it and they don't they're not complacent ah so mm. they want more they want to care and succeeding mm. and just reaching those those levels and i think that's what we see no no that's fantastic and it's both recipes of success as you heard finally I was speaking about the development and the amount of opportunities they are giving to their youth and mixing that with the likes of Andy Lejali the the old guys in the team and on the same side we're speaking about the actual the, 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 the time and dedication and desire that is brought in by the teams and we really hope that we are going to see this propel other teams to get themselves to a much more competitive state and speaking of competitive states because we'll see what happens in the PSL if we fly abroad and we go to the shores of England that's far more competitive prior to yesterday the top 3 teams which are Liverpool Chelsea and Man City but Chelsea being number 1 were all separated by a single point each and since yesterday where things have actually turned we say different standing in the logs so as the man wearing the shirts of the champions or the 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 the, the, the champions elect oh, wow. 10 games into Ten the games league in. 10 games into the league yes no. we say it like it is no. um having <laughs> uh what are your thoughts on the team of the jersey you are wearing right now and the overall standing of the top three thomas take me to the summit to chill Oh my word. Like, since Thomas Tuchel has come in, it's just been like sunshine and rainbows for Chelsea. Mm. Um, we've got such a great defense. Uh, Mendy's incredible. He's a wall there at the back. In the league, we've conceded three goals, two of them being penalties, one from open play. Um, it's And this is after 10 games. This is after 10 games. Mm. So that alone just shows you that this team is serious about keeping those clean sheets, right? Because besides winning, we've seen with a lot of Chelsea sides that yes, they could win, mm. but keeping the clean sheets has been a problem, right? Mm. So uh, just strengthening that defense, it's been amazing. We've seen revivals in players' careers, if I can say, um, where you see Rudiger now All saying he wants 400,000 a week, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a huge ask, but mm. if, hey, my man, if he continues playing like this, given the money you know um i doubt they will but uh it's just been great man even introducing young guys into the team mm. um that whole core is just a young team obviously it was started by frank lampard yeah. that young core yeah. um thank you frank man the work that frank did for that team um in a time where we couldn't sign players mm. it doesn't go unnoticed you know deserves uh, the recognition exactly True. he still deserves that recognition even though he wasn't so successful with the team mm. but the way chelsea are playing now it's so amazing, man. We're winning the games we need to win. We're fighting for the games that we need to fight for against those top, those other top four teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I at this point right now, I think it's still too early to say. Yeah. You know, there's, what, 28 games left. It's Just got to take... It's a long season, man. Mm-hmm. December's coming. 
but you just gotta take it one game at a time. You know, all the coaches always tell you, focus on the next game. Yeah. yeah. Don't focus on next week. <laughs> don't focus on what happened previous. Focus on the next game, man. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it's been amazing. It's happy times. It's happy times. It's happy man. times it's happy at the Stamford Bridge. The Roman Empire is doing the things. The Coliseum, that is the Stamford Bridge. <laughs> and when we talk about the other two teams now, boy, we're talking mm. about Liverpool and Manchester City. Um, expected that they'll be at the top three, but were you expecting them to start falling off? Were you expecting them to be? What was it? What was your expectations? Look, def- I mean, without saying, definitely expect them to be there. But I mean, mm. first week of the season when City lost their first game, yeah. For me, that was like, okay, you know what? We've got a season on here because. That's out of the status quo. That's out of what we've seen in the mm. past couple of seasons, you know, where they've dominated. Can I put it that way? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit shocking. But no surprise seeing them there. Liverpool, 10 games in, undefeated. Not surprised there. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, they're not first, which also goes to, <laughs> goes to show the competitiveness of the league that yeah. you can not have lost, but still not be first, you know? So no surprises seeing them there, seeing how they play. But what I like about the season is they don't look unbeatable. Mm. They definitely look beatable. Um, mm. Not just by the big teams, by anyone. By anyone. Like you said yesterday, Liverpool got held to Brighton. Mm. Uh, Brighton could have won it, but there was really a dis- disallowed goal. Yeah. Um, City, not the same clinical city that we know. They show that they are a human team in inverted commas. <laughs> so yeah. anything is possible. And that's the beauty of the Premier League. Mm. It's, it's the league where... You cannot call it after ten games, even after thirty games. You yeah. just, you just never know. You just know nothing. Exactly. Nothing, nothing is ever certain. Um, but what is certain is, is, is the rise of small managers. We're seeing Vieira's now starting to take, take a grasp in, in Crystal Palace. We're seeing Graham Porter with Brighton holding Liverpool, and of course Brentford, amongst many other surprises happening in the league. Even with Mikel Arteta. You, you, you yeah. know, there's a turn, there's a turn around. <laughs> so, given the league that it's gone, it's it's just 10 games in, you know, West Ham is still number four. Um, so many things can still happen. But what has surprised you so far? And because we still, we're still basically in the infancy of the league. But what has surprised you so far? Look, um, we, we, we joke about it a lot. Um... Saying how they they are a small team, mm. uh, but they're not. We know they're the biggest team in the world. Mm. But United has really surprised me. Um, okay. We obviously we joke about it a lot, saying Ole in, Ole out, or whatever. But I've just been really surprised. You know, they brought in big money signings, right? Yeah. They brought in Sancho for a lot of money. They brought in a marquee signing with Ronaldo. N- not as much money, obviously, because of age and all that. Yeah. But he's still one of the best still players Ronaldo, in the world. Mm-hmm. Still one of the greatest of all times. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they've brought in those two key players. Um, they brought in Varane at the back. They were yeah. short of just bringing in a, center, a CDM, which is what they all wanted. Yeah. But, you know, but I still believe that with the quality of players that they have, they shouldn't be where they are right now. Mm. Right? They shouldn't be losing 5-0 to Liverpool. Okay. In the manner in which they did. Exactly, right? So, that United's been a real surprise for me. Um yeah, we joke about it and say, yeah, United's going to lose, United, ABC. But mm. they have been a real surprise. I expected them to be amongst the top three. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's a real surprise it's for a big me. surprise. It's a big you. surprise. No, we, we'll touch on that Manchester United situation later because it is a big one. They are a big club, as you said. And there's a lot of stakeholders regarding Manchester United. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Mbui, your biggest surprise of the league so far? Uh, for me, it's... It's actually Leeds United. Okay. Um, and we've seen this in, in previous years. Um, 
a team gets promoted and they've got a fire season and then the next they fall off. Mm. And I think Leeds have now fallen into that. Um, Bielsa ball, it's, it's coming under scrutiny. Yeah. Um, so what Leeds currently are, what, 19th? 18th. Only, yeah, 18th in the relegation in the zone. Mm. They've only won one game and they're struggling. Injuries are now taking form and squad depth is now under fire. So for me, that was a surprise, especially given the the season that they had. And that's what he wanted to see. And questions were asked, can they maintain, maintain this style of play? Thing. Can mm. they maintain this with the squad that they have? And currently after 10, 9 games, they're being shown that they can't. Mm. So for me, it'd be interesting to see how can they bounce back from this position and Look, I think they will. I genuinely believe that Leeds will stay up. Yeah. I don't see them being relegated. Mm. But yeah, a lot of work will have to be done there. Um, do you see any questions regarding Marcelo Bielsa? No, not for me. I think it's just, it's adjusting to, to the Premier League. Okay. It's, it's in a league of its own. In the Championship, Leeds have always been there, but mm. this is the Premier League, man. It's a different ball yeah, game is, after, the big after they figure out what you have to do. Um, and, and speaking about managerial situations, and, and now to touch on back to the Manchester United situation. Um, they did make marquee signings, Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, and they do have a firepower attack. We must not take that for granted. Um, are, are, are the calls for Ole out justified, given the position of Manchester United? And let, let's start with the Manchester United fan here, and let's hear what he has to say from in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I know um, I, I'm, I'm very different. I'm still, to be perfectly honest, and those who know me, I'm still not part of the Oli Outs camp. Okay, okay. I, I still, I don't know what it is, I don't know how, but I still genuinely believe that, and if you, if you break it down and go away from the hype, and obviously, it's easy to bring in a Zidane or a Conte or, mm. or, a, or a whoever. Granted, they've done it before, they've mm. proven it, 100%. Mm. But, I genuinely believe that Ole can do it. Like, we've seen him, for me, we've seen him do it in small glimpses, right? In a week <laughs> or two. But for, for, for him and his problem, it's, it's the consistency and it's getting the best out of what he has. But I genuinely believe that if, it's a tactical thing, right? Okay. So for me, his issue, well, obviously we're not at Carrington, but yes, he's the manager, but it's more the staff because the people he has around him, Mike Phelan has been there with Sir Alex and everyone. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's doing it alone. Mm-hmm. The core of the structure, the players are there, like we've said. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that with what is it, he can do it. He can do it. Okay. This this one we're going to take some time into it because yeah. there's a lot of conflicting issues. We even have one of our men coming to join us, Mr. Nkuli, <laughs> because he has something to say. It's pressing and knowing it's at pressing. him. No, no, no. <laughs> no. See, look, my my my, I mean, my my first question, right? Um, besides the fact that. Um, I, don't, I think it's in those are not Fergie's people. I mean, Fergie's era is long gone. I mean, we've we've we've, yeah, we've, we've, 100%. we've, 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 we've you've had um Van Gaal, you've had obviously Moyes, you've had Mourinho, and and I mean, Fergie's, Fergie's time is long done, so I don't think Fergie's men are there per se, right? I mean, you've brought in Ronaldo, sure, but my thing is this, right? What about Ole? Like, what in his there's there's there's, there's nothing to justify the faith being showed in him, right? Mm-hmm. Now. Mourinho, I've always said is washed, right? Well, not always, yeah. but I've said, I, but I've said, I, but I've said he's been washed okay. since yeah. since he, he returned to England. Well, mm. well, let's say since the Manchester United Manchester job, United. Yeah. I, I think I think he's been washed, right? Mm-hmm. He's been his, his tactics are outdated. Um, I think he he, he 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 all the managers have figured him out, right? Mm. However, this same faith that is being shown in Oli, 
would make sense for a Mourinho because a Mourinho at least has a CV has to a has a track record to yeah. justify the faith, right? Whereas I find it very interesting that you're still not Oli out because I mean, what, what I mean, what has Oli shown to justify the faith? The faith. I don't get it. I don't get it. Is that the wheel? <laughs> <laughs> Shows that I'm a loyal man, number one. Uh, <laughs> black men, of course. All black men. All black men, you know. We love lo- exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> on, on, on a more serious and football race, I think for me it's more of a, a philosophical thing. Mm-hmm. It's more of a thing of trusting the process. And I agree, like I said, 100% on paper, you wouldn't, it doesn't really make sense, right? He doesn't have the record for it. Mm-hmm. But give the man a chance. How for how how long are we going to chop and change? Yes, he's been there okay. for three years um, now. This 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 one is an interesting yeah. one um, because he's been at the helm. It's his third season now. Um, he's it, got it, into semi final. Yes, he hasn't done it, but it's not as if and 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 and, and that's the thing. thing. It goes back to what Ufanele said when he was introducing the Man United topic that Manchester United, whether we like it or not, are a big club. True. They are expectation. We should be winning yes. on the club. You should be winning. And Fanel, give us your take on this situation. Suck him in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Suck him in the morning. Uh, no, um, but look, man, I think what you said is his third season. Yeah. Uh, he's done. He took United from, they were starting to fall off a bit uh, at the end of that Mourinho era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was just a whole lot of drama off the field that was going on with Mourinho and Pogba as well that was starting to hurt the team um, with Luke Shaw as well. Uh, Luke Shaw has revitalized his career now. Um, but I just really believe that he's not the person to take them to, the next to that next... I don't even want to say next level because they are at that level. Mm-hmm. But he's not the person who's going to say, okay, this is the last game of the season. This is the game we win to take that trophy. Mm. Right. Um, there's just some intangibles that come with coaches where you can lead a team to off that last 90 minutes where you lead them to get that trophy and he's just not that guy mm. um even when you see when they're down he's not that guy now who's on the touchline forcing the team to go forward let's get back into the yeah. game let's keep mm. our clean sheets let's, like there's this this banter that goes on with united where you know it's for those who do betway um <laughs> yeah. it's united both teams to Always. score every single game and you know that united's will concede in 90% of the games they will concede right mm. and it just goes back to show like what I was saying with Chelsea where Tuchel will fight and the defense they'll fight for that clean sheet but United they don't it's those small things mm. that literally work against the team and to go down 4-0 at halftime at Old Trafford it's, it's at home honestly I look man if I was the Glazers I would have sacked him that evening <laughs> that day but, but, but to be fair and this is my not just of all of all managers there's only so much a manager can do. Okay. In that in that Liverpool game, there's whatever happened, but like the team must take responsibility because them being four 0 down is not always fault. So 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 now I have it's, to it's, ask. That's when Harry Maguire is your captain must stand up. But now that's it's, when DGG must now, stand up. It starts with now the team that you put out on the field. Mm. That first eleven that you. Why was Pogba on the bench? There was no need so, for Pogba. So so now so now it comes to the question game. that 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 was asking. Um, what, we, 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 what, what justifies keeping him? Because we, we speak about, he touched on the Mourinho situation. Mm. His tactics are a bit washed. He needs to update them. What's the style of football of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? What, what, what do no, Man United no. do Just in fight. terms of 
usage of players, um, the expected success that they have. Where are they? Because we need to answer them. No, no, no. Technically, we we know it. Um, <laughs> we, we are we are we are nowhere technically. Um, but then, how can you justify it? <laughs> so how can you justify it? Like I said, it's it's more of a philosophical thing, you know. It's 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 the United boy in me talking. But it's, on paper, stats wise, yeah. It, look, should Ole get sacked, I wouldn't be sad. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm. Mm-hmm. He's not the hill I'm willing to die on. Mm. All I'm saying is that I can understand the, the decision to keep him there. My 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 thing is this also right. Mm. Firstly, because our I mean, in terms of Ole, Lampard and Arteta, obviously I'm an I'm an Arsenal fan, right? <laughs> so firstly, my thing was this, right? These are all young managers. Yes. Each of them need to be given three seasons minimum, mm-hmm. right? And then in those three seasons you can make a very informed decision as to whether or not they, 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 they they're the right ones to stay there, right? Firstly I'd like to point out that Arteta has won the debate, right? <laughs> <laughs> So wait, so 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 does that mean that in terms of your surprises for the league, Arteta's and Arsenal's performance is the surprise? Um, no, it's not a su- look. I, our, our bad start was a surprise. Um, I think I think I think nobody expected us. When I say nobody, I, I mean no Arsenal fan expected us to go the first three games with zero points. Zero points. I, I mean we 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 played. We were actually discussing this off 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 air. Um, I mean, our first three games were Brentford. I mean, Brentford, we we lost two nil. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But but the thing is, right? Even with Brentford, right? Um, if you look at it, um, we we had players out due to COVID. Mm-hmm. We had players out due to injury, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't our first choice eleven, right? Mm-hmm. The next day game we had we had um, Chelsea, which which I will, I, in my opinion, I think is the strongest um, is- team in the in the league right yep. now, right? We lost two nil. Cool, we take it. Then we take. Then we had Manchester City, another very strong team. We lost five, right? We had so so. And then the next game from then, then we started picking up because now we started getting our players back. Um, and I think Arteta has a very clear um, um, style, and I think he's got a very clear idea of what he wants to do now. Can, can you break it? Can you give us like thirty seconds of breaking it down if you can? Of Arteta's style. So I think what Arteta is doing now, I mean, you can look at it with the with the with the transfer window, right? He wants to build a very young squad, mm. high quality, mm. with leadership capabilities, right? That's like why Odegaard, exactly Odegaard yeah. is a leader, mm. definitely high quality. Odegaard, Odegaard is actually in the class of he's supposed to be discussed of the greatest playmakers of in, in the world. This is mm. this is where he should be at he the end be, of, yeah, at right. the end of his career. He was wonder boy. He was a wonder boy. I mean, I mean, I mean, Real Madrid signed him at like. 15, 16, 16 and it was a huge deal mm. right like and and his stats were out of out of the window but whatever but my point is so sorry 30 seconds <laughs> Arteta Ball um, is young the vision youngsters right high quality youngsters um, that are also internationals um, and then the only criticism I would have with so, so, so Arteta Ball is very focused on the transition, mm-hmm. transitional play. So tra- transitional play is when you're switching from attack to defense or from defense to attack, mm-hmm. right? So transition is a phase, right? So there's, there's different phases of football. Mm-hmm. So there's the possession phase, then there's a transition phase. Mm-hmm. So I'll say possession, I'll say there's the attacking phase, then you transition from attacking mm-hmm. to defense, mm-hmm. and then you're in the defensive phase, then you transition from defense to attack, right? Mm-hmm. So Arteta Ball is very, very good on the transition, Right. The usage of the midfielders, basically. Not really. I would say in terms of the usage of the space, right? Oh, yeah. So it's very so it's very good at that. But we're very poor, in my opinion, 
in the attacking phase when we, we, we don't have sustained periods of possession. Mm. We can't we can't do that and that's why we, we're struggling. Mm. You see, that, that, that I'm not wasting time with asking about Arsenal because there's always direct parallels between the comparisons of Mikel Arteta and Olegana Solskjaer and the now gone Frank Lampard. And so what we can I just add, and and as much as I said that they they should all be given three seasons, it was the correct decision to to say Lampard. Lampard. Obviously. No, no, it obviously, was. it was it obviously. Was. I mean, then they won the Champions League, and, and, they, yeah, and, and you're doing very well now. Like I'm saying, yeah. I think is is the best team the in the league where right we now. Are now. Mm. And but the main point was that we were able to get a breakdown of what Arsenal does and what they want to do. We can justify. The keeping Mikel Arteta because there's a clear vision, even the fans can see it. Bringing it back to Olegano Solskjaer now, where is it? And this is where I, I'm obviously going to contradict myself, but like I was saying, like if you're to look at United's style of play, yeah, it's besides sitting back and attacking on the counter with the pace, or whatever up front, there is no style of play, or there is no that we can see at least. I'm sure they. I hope they have a plan. But <laughs> from what we can see, uh, hope exactly. From what we can see, no I've got another thing on at, identity. Yeah. Like our identity right now is, it's shocking to see. It, it, it's shocking. Looking at other teams, you, you you have that security. Like okay, if my team loses the ball, it's fine. Rudiger's got it at the back. VVD is there. He's coming. Laporte mm-hmm. is there. Diaz. You know, you 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 fine if your team loses the ball. Yeah, United's losing it. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. I mean, Ben White and Gabriel have been holding it down as well. <laughs> Ramsdale's a tank. No, no, you see, United lose even with the guy at the back. I'm sweating. I just know that. Oh my gosh, here we go. So, so in, yeah, it's it's tough times. In three fixtures time, Chelsea will be playing uh, uh, Man United, but before that, Man United will probably oh. Uh, before that, yeah, they'll have to face the the, the derby, mm, next week which is uh, very interesting. But now, are you afraid of Manchester United knowing that they, 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 you're going to be facing them three weeks from now? Uh, not at all. Um, look, we we're at a place now. This is besides United. We Chelsea's at a place right now where we don't fear anyone. Okay, right. Um, and I say that knowing that we did lose to Man City. We did draw to Liverpool, but remember, we were playing with 10 men, and you know, um, we controlled that. But besides United, on it's just Chelsea's confidence. I don't, just based on Chelsea's confidence and how Chelsea's playing, I don't fear them. Mm. Um, Hopefully, by the sixth, we'll have Lukaku back or Werner. Even if they aren't back, we've shown that we can still get a result without Without them. them. Mm. Um, We are still scoring goals without them, Um, but it would be nice to get that striker back, you know what I'm saying? but look, it's it's United. Mm. At the end of the day, we know that United can flip the switch and just um, and they can get a win, right? Uh, there was that season where they beat us three or four times in a season uh, when I had to wear that jersey <laughs> because we lost. <laughs> so we know what United can do. Mm. But just based on how we're performing right now, mm. I don't fear them. You don't fear Besides them. Besides United okay. playing, I, I don't fear them. No. I, 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 I share the justification based on... on, 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 on I want to play them that. next week. <laughs> I, I, I wish we were playing Man United next week. <laughs> Bold. Bold. You, 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 you had it after the, 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 the nice win and the nice uh, run. You heard Mzueli, he said, Man United can turn up. Everybody and it seems like they, they have something for London teams, <laughs> as they just did yesterday. Everywhere they go, boy. Everywhere they go. 
be careful not to become like man like like Spurs. So next week, how are you feeling for the derby? Um, look, like with United, there's always hope, right? And we have seen even in the past, like they turn up for big games. Last week was an anomaly. Yes, we got given five 0 destroyed. There was nothing, but. Looking at recent results, you would not have expected that we we're going to give, give, give even 5 no, right? Um, so, look, I, I do think we can pull a result against City. You think? I definitely still do. Um, okay. I've not lost hope in Man United. Yes, I know, like we always, we joke on Twitter and say whatever, but I genuinely still believe that there's something there. Okay. So, yeah, looking forward to the derby. Um, my thing is just, um, just in terms of how Ole is in trouble. Yeah. Right? Number one, also Fabrizio is on fraud watch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fabrizio is definitely on fraud watch. But um, I was speaking to, I was speaking to, um, I think it was MK, because mm. MK's thing is Fabrizio looks like he's pushing an agenda, right? Okay. Uh, for, for Conte, for Conte, yes, yeah. because he even released the video and then had to delete it because he was saying it's always been sacked. It's done. Yeah. It's happened a few hours ago. It's done. It's over, right? So Fabrizio's on fraud watch, but. What I what what what, I, what I'm interested about Oli is that, so the reason I bring up Fabrizio is because the reports that we keep on getting about the replacement. Uh, no, not even about the replacements. I just mean about Oli in terms of like what's happening in the camp, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's I mean we're hearing that there's senior players that are upset. Yeah. Senior players have said, "Why did you give Maguire uh, the captain band when yeah. he, as soon it's as he got here?" Um, we also, and this is for me. This is and as a coach, this is the most um, I think. The most worrying part is that there's reports that the, some players in in the in the in the Manchester United uh, team uh, think there should be a, a, a greater emphasis on um, small-sided games and on pressing. Now that is critical, right? That they they're even undermining and questioning your training methods. Like if 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 because I, I mean as a coach we already know small-sided games are actually. Uh, that's where you build your playing style. I mean, mm. it's, it's it's basics. This is what you do when when you when you when you're training, right? Now, the fact that you've got senior players, and when, when we say senior players, these are players. That Man United is filled with winners. Yeah, I mean, cool. these. I mean, we've 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 got you've got World Cup winners in that. You've got Champions League wins in, winners in that. You've, you've got, got winners. You've got winners throughout that squad, right? Mm. And they've all trained under the best managers, right? Mm. Now, if your squad, and like I'm saying, and I, and I brought up the Fabrizio thing because maybe it's not true, right? But if your if your players are questioning your your training met- methods on such a fundamental basis to say, but Doc, can we work on our pressing? Doc, can you please put us in more small-sided games? Because they know small-sided games are where you build it, where you build a team. Now, if Ole is being undermined and questioned on such a, a fundamental level, he has to go. And and he's lost it. He's lost he's lost he's the, lost he's lost the dressing room. He's lost the dressing room. Because they they, they don't have he, he, the thing is, all of them have a better CV than him. <laughs> that's that's why it goes back to right. Yeah. Even, even though they're players, right? Yeah, they yeah. can they can say Ronaldo can easily can easily 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 say I've played with the best managers, played with the best players. You're not it. Pogba can do the same. Um, Varane can, can do the same. There's there's um, um, even Cavani, Cavani can do, Cavani do, yeah. do the same. I mean, the only ones that probably can't, De Gea can do that. Even probably only um, the youngsters, Maguire yeah. and and the youngsters can't say that. Look, we've actually trained with the best. They know, and you're not it. And I think that's the that's the the the, the most worrying thing for me about Oli. Look, even Fred could say <laughs> at Brazil, he at plays Brazil, with the, the, the caliber of players he plays with at Brazil. Tell. With the coach, 
and the things that they're doing right now with World Cup qualifying, I think Fred could say it. Even though Fred always gets like the banter, he always gets the banter, you know. And to be fair, he hasn't been too bad. No, he has. He, he can't has. put a pass together. No, Fred. <laughs> Fred, Fred is shocking. Fred is shocking. No, Fred is bad. No, Fred, no, Fred is bad. <laughs> hey man, Danny Alves said when Fred, Fred plays at, at, at national team level, he's great. So you know. No. MK, MK will be MK will be on the podcast obviously on the next episode. It always says that Fred um Fred, Fred has a fraudulent uh, Brazilian <laughs> passport. Oh, <laughs> for, for for Fred. Um, but 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 those are very critical things that you raised there in terms of Olegana Solshire. Um, and 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 given now the press and even fans themselves, socials are putting on the pressure. Uh, probably after this podcast when they hear that reasoning because so many people actually don't know of how fundamental those problems are. Who would we then say? There's been calls of Zidane, there's been calls of Conte, there's been calls of even Pochettino uh, to come through. (laughs) (laughs) Like they've been there. Who would be the ideal replacement and who would we like to see at Manchester United? Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> oh no. No, oh, no. no. <laughs> no I, I'm joking, but I think. <laughs> Look, in those Fabrizio reports, you're like, no, he was there for suits, fittings, and just yeah. some other nonsense. But, yeah. in, anyways, um, I think the media has done and Conte. Conte for me would be an interesting one. Mm. Um, being at Chelsea, especially, and for me, that would be a very interesting signing. Mm, um, Zidane. No, Conte. 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 I don't know. Something for me tells me that, not that he will have a co- conflict per se, but I just wonder if he'll be able to do it at United. Mm. Conte ball is boring, guys. <laughs> and that's another thing that we've, cri- that we've criticized in the past is the identity and the style of play. Can we afford to have Contable at this moment and where we're coming from. Uh, he, he made Victor Moses and other players look like superstars. Look, um, he... You need he needs players. He needs a certain type of player. Um, does he have that Cesc Fabregas guy who can ping balls to a Diogo Costa type of player at United? We don't know, right? Um, yes, obviously we know United has, but Bruno plays more high, as a right? he plays too high, okay. right? Um, yeah, like he plays more of a second striker. But um, I don't think Zidane is gonna go to United. Um, it's it's a bit too far fetched for me. Uh, I think Poch is not going to leave Messi to go coach Fred um, or Scott McTominay, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's also, it's a farmer's league, man. He has to do less to win, you know, even though, okay. they, even though they didn't win last season. But with the players that he has now, he has to do less to win in France than he'd have to do at United to mm. win in England. True. So I don't think he, um, I don't think Poch would go. I think with the talks that have been happening now, uh, Conte would be the front runner, the front runner mm. but also. By the way, there are talks as well for Ajax. Um, ten, oh, ten, 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 ten hug. I I would not leave Ajax <laughs> to go coach United. No, uh, person like honestly, I would not leave United to go. Ajax is dominating Champions League right now, mm. and they definitely making Dortmund for the last few goals. Exactly, they definitely making it to the next round. Mm. Whereas with United, we're not too sure, you know. Um, and also just the playing style that Ajax has. Yes, he's gonna he's gonna probably bring back um, Donny if, if he if he goes. But the playing style, I don't think United has that, those players who can play that tiki taka football, that total football that Ajax plays. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Conte, but also with Conte coming in, I don't think it's gonna be as fruitful as United as wanted wish. to be. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then from a coach's perspective, from uh, who 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 would you think would be the ideal fit 
Um, it, for me, it, it has to be Conte. Um, I think uh, when... Who's the manager last season? Uh, no, no, Espir- Espir- no, last Espir- season. No, Jose. before it was Jose. Jose. It was Jose. Hey, hey, hey you're going to all of them. Yes, it was, yeah, it was Jose. Jose. Yes. So yes. So they. So they. So it has to be Conte because, I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I was, I was shitting my pants when I heard that Spurs might be getting Conte, right? Mm. Because Conte is a is a serial winner, right? You need a winner, yeah. Yeah, you, he's a serial winner. Um, you know, with Conte, within three, within two to three league seasons, yeah, yeah. you're you're gonna get it. You're gonna win the league. He won the league last season. It's 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 wild that he's unemployed right now, right? Yeah. And beating Juve. Yes, he ended. He, he, he ended that streak exactly. He started Juve. He started the streak and he ended it. Yeah. Exactly, he started Juve's dominance of like seven league titles in a row, or whatever it was. It was a ridiculous number, and then he ended it as well with Inter, right? So I, I would say it has to be Conte, um, based on that, and and I think Man United fans also need to uh, Conte. Ball might be boring, mm. uh-huh. cool, but they need to win, right? Exactly. At the at the at the end of the day, they they need results, and I think. Um, Zizou would be interesting, but uh, um, I mean, I, I rate Zizou highly as a coach, so that's something it would be interesting. Mm. Um, I think Ten Hag. I think the problem with Ajax coaches is that a lot of them actually are on fraud watch, um, <laughs> because once again, I mean, we've got Frank De Boer, who was who was Ajax and LVG. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yes, Louis, 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 Louis Van Gaal. I think, I think, I think. Um, we we, we 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 need to be a bit careful with these Ajax coaches. I mean, um, I, this guy just got Ronald Koeman just got mm, just got, got, got sacked, just got sacked. Yeah. So I think I, th- I think Ten Hag would be a, a big risk, um, and I don't think it's a risk Man United should take. Okay. Um, I th- I think the safe option, the clever bet, is to go for Conte, um, and certain success. You've got yeah. certain success, but then also you you the problem with Man United, right? Is that when they got Mourinho, they didn't give him enough the freedom. The freedom. They, so they and then they realized that mistake, and that's why they're 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 so scared to sack Ole. So, but if they give if Conte, they need to give him. They need to give Conte the same leeway they've been giving to Ole. And, and now, what what's scary now is that it might be that when they give um, Ole this much freedom. And then they get the next manager to come in. He will have this. I foresee Manchester City, Manchester United fans, and even the board being more restrictive because they've given they've given someone a chance and it's it's failed. They gave the wrong man the chance. So so like I'm saying, this. So what what they need to do if they take Conte, they say they say Conte, we're giving you freedom again, right? Um. So no one three seasons. Yeah, so okay. my, my, my thing is my thing is they say Conte three seasons. Um and you you it's gonna to be tough. Mm. And, and and the problem with Man United is that there's there's no coherency in their in their in their they only signed Ronaldo because they didn't want Manchester City to sign him. <laughs> That's literally the only yeah, reason they signed true. him, right? So they also have to uh, make peace with that, right? And make peace with the fact that okay, look this was probably not the greatest idea in terms of our football. Mm. And Conte might come in, right? And they have to make peace with that the next manager comes in and says, I don't want Ronaldo. And that's a very big a call big to make, right? So I think I think they whoever comes in next, they need to have faith in them. Um, and they need to be able to, yeah, be able to show that that faith and, and allow them to make the tough calls. But that's what I'm saying. Conte makes sense because Conte has a track record, right? Yeah. 
if you were to bring in a Ten Hag, I don't, I don't think he has a track record to, to justify to that, justify. right? Yeah. But then if Quante says, "Gents, I've won everything," bring <laughs> me. I'm here. I say this this Cristiano Ronaldo is washed. I'm not playing him, and th- then he and then he holds the dressing room. Then he needs to know he's got the board behind him. Behind his back. So mm-hmm. so 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 that's so yeah that's it 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 has to be you have to, Manchester United's next manager because I I genuinely I love I, I love Ole mm. right as an Arsenal fan because I know <laughs> Ole has never beaten us. We've got we've got we've, we've had six games against him. Uh, we've had four wins and two draws. two draws. He's never beaten us right. Imagine. So I love Ole as an Arsenal fan, right? <laughs> but I think the next manager has to be a proven winner, and on top of that, he has to be a winner that can come in with a chip on his shoulder, and 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 the board has to give him the full that full faith. Mm. No, and contest for the win here. And what yeah. we must also remember: there's a lot of talks of people. Um, what are they doing? They are supporting Olegana Solskjaer, mm-hmm. saying that he deserves the same support as Sir Alex, and, uh, Sir Alex, Alex Ferguson had. But what we fail to remember is that Sir Alex came to Manchester United having won three titles, exactly. having won there's, cups there's, there's on context cups. to everything. There's, exactly. there's, there's, there's a lot of things. So I, I, I hear, I hear Kulego's uh, point on that one. Can I make another coaching point? <laughs> so in terms of coaching, what's interesting, um, and I, and this is not really discussed enough, is that. Um, so Alex actually wasn't coaching the team, right? Mm. Um, near his near, near the end of his tenure, I, I would say, pro, I, uh, from my understanding, it's probably the last four, five seasons he wasn't. Co- he was so what Manchester United. He was the manager. He was the manager. Yes, that's what people. There was a coach and a manager. Yes. yes. So um, the guy um, who was his assistant coach, Mike Phelan. Was it Mike Phelan? Yeah, Mike was there in Sir Alex's time. Oh, you mean the, the the Brazilian guy? No, no, no. You you might be right, but uh, so so he was the one that was actually called, and, and there was someone that was calling Fergie a fraud, um, because of that because he actually wasn't coaching coach. the team. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I think it's 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 very it's. I don't know the point I was trying to make, but I think <laughs> I think <laughs> don't laugh at me, dog. Um, but I think it's just we also need to keep keep that in mind when we speak about um that Fergie's legacy. Legacy, um, is that. He, at, a, at a certain point, he was probably washed. In he probably realized, okay, I'm better. Let me choose the starting eleven. Let me dictate. Give the talks, yeah. Get, you know, but someone. But, co- but during but, the week, there's someone else in control. So, yes. Exactly. Wouldn't wouldn't that be a good idea for Man United with Ole? I, I what, think so. What 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 role would Oli play? The manager role. Mm. No, but because the thing is, he makes bad decisions. <laughs> no. The thing is, he shouldn't. He keeps on playing injured players, dog. Mm. Even when Manchester City, um, Manchester United lost. Um, what was it? Four two to to, to Leicester. Leicester. Maguire well, shouldn't, shouldn't have, have played the game. He was at fault for three goals. He had just come back he from shouldn't injury. Shouldn't have played the game at all. He, oh, the problem with Oli, Oli, Oli has to get out, right? <laughs> as, as 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 a football, as a foot, as, as as someone. If 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 you, if you look at it objectively, Oli has to go yeah. because he keeps on playing injured players. So even even once again, I, I don't know who it was. I think it might have been Willie or MK, because um, they said um, uh, there were news during the week that uh, Fred and Rashford mm. um, were. Injury doubts. So then one of them commented, "Oh, so that means they're definitely starting." <laughs> <laughs> so Oli, so Oli, Oli has to get out. And um, Conte, I, I, I mean, you could give Conte the, that that manager over over seeing oh, and because because you need to make the right decisions. And, yeah. and 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 Oli is not making the right decisions at all. Oh, Manchester United. 
The glory is gone. When last did I hear glory, glory, man? <laughs> but we move, we move. So those are the conversations regarding Manchester United. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer must uh, put the brakes up the handbrake, let go of the wheel, let someone else oh, no. can take over. Um, and the talks are saying that Antonio Kante would be the, the, the most ideal man. What are your thoughts? Let's hear what you have to believe, who you think the right man would be. And share your thoughts. Uh, you will see our socials in the description of our podcast. That's football, gents. Football is always the biggest talk of the town. But there are bigger tournaments happening right yes. now. Bigger than that because a world championship is a major thing. It's a war between all these lands. And it's happening at the UAE where the 2020 World Cup is happening. South Africa, the <clears throat> Proteas are out here trying to raise the flag of the Rainbow Nation. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was a tough and a shaky start to the tournament when Australia struck the first blow to the South African team, Fanele. Both cricket enthusiasts, even myself as a cricket yeah. enthusiast. What were your thoughts? Um, given the performances so far, the three games we've played, two wins and one loss. First game, batted poorly, bowled really well. Yeah. Uh, made a game which was supposed to be an easy win for Australia, yeah. more competitive than it should have been. Um, so big ups on that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, man, Temba, well done on that game. Second game against West Indies. They won that game. Very convincing. Very convincingly. Mm -hmm. um, not, not, not bad, not bad. Uh, you know, then they won again yesterday as well. Sri Lanka, yeah. Against Sri Lanka. So, Almost <laughs> so look, man, it's, it's, it's the Proteas. We, we know they, they'll win these games that they're supposed, they're supposed to win against West Indies. They're mm -hmm. supposed to win against. Um, so it's, it's not really out of, it's not something that's out of the ordinary that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, it was a tough game against Australia. Well, they made it tough. It was a very um, low scoring game. Very low scoring. Very but, low. Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to defend what you said, you know. But I really think that with the Proteas, they, they make their bowlers work extra hard. Mm. Regardless of whether it's the tests, uh, T20s, ODI, those bowlers are working. I don't mm. want to say this word, but <laughs> hard, you know. Yeah. Um, and the batters are just... Sometimes they're scraping through with the bowling performance, and you can't win a World Cup like that. Mm. You, there's no way you can win a World Cup like that. I don't think they're gonna win the World Cup. It's gonna be another year without us winning. Patriotism, Baba. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, I think patriotism, the, to a certain extent, we can have, but sometimes we just need to be realistic of the situation. Um, Off-field drama aside, man, I just don't think that eleven that they put out every. Mm. It's not a World Cup winning side, man. Okay. Uh, Mui, your thoughts? Uh, pretty much more of the same. Um, I definitely share the same sentiments. Um, Proteas, they make it difficult on themselves, yeah. right? They like doing things the hard way. Even in the wins, it's it's difficult. Look at England and Pakistan at the moment. Destroying! It's, it's comfortable. <laughs> you, you enjoy, and to make the football reference, you enjoy watching your team play. Yeah. We don't enjoy watching the protest play because we know had palpitations boy like <laughs> you're cruising and then there's a silly run out mm. <laughs> yesterday like there's always something that they do where you're just like but why uh, and like Fanny saying leave let's leave off field things CSA and we will, just the 11 that gets on the field me I want to discuss off field things no we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get to we're the off field thing we'll get to the off field but things for now yeah 
Proteus and Man United, same WhatsApp group. It's same WhatsApp yeah, group. We can't have that much heartbreak, man. Exactly. It, 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 it's too tough. And now, there, you, you say that the squad is not going to be the one who, who who's going to take us to the to the World Cup glory. But has there been some performances where you are like, mm, maybe we'll get to the final. Any player who's just, you know, done the right things for you? That might give you hope, and if not, who is missing to make that oh, happen? I, I can tell you who's missing definitely. That's yeah. <laughs> For me, and now since we're going off field, I do not understand why Fife is not in the squad. Mm. Fife is not. Three weeks ago, Fife was man of the match in the IPL final, scoring ninety odd. Mm-hmm. Imagine Fife has been playing T Twenty. Yes, cool. He's he he let go of the captaincy. He's out of the test and all the hype. T Twenty is is the man. AB, I can understand the drama there. I still think he should have been in the squad. Mm-hmm. He's still playing, but cool. Let's park AB. But Faf, I think, definitely should have been in the squad. Mm. He definitely would have made a difference, mm. even without being captain. But the leadership role, him being the there. performances in the fields, that it, I just don't understand why Faf is not in the squad. It's, it's, it's an interesting one because if even if you touch to that fact, the Indian team have Michael Mahindra Singh Dhoni in the team. Yes, so the, this day. There's, there's no likelihood of Dhoni playing. He's old. Exactly. There's better players. But, but, you raise a valid point and where I'm sorry look man it's you can even go back and look at um, Rassi and how he set up his squad for the World Cup mm. there were players who he knew weren't going to play regularly but those players play those players were in the squad and they went to Japan because they have experience they are leaders and there's a whole lot of things that go into winning a tournament besides those few hours when you're in the Oval, mm. right? Like Mbui is saying, Faf should have been in that squad. We can probably go as far as saying AB should also be in that squad, right? Um, regardless of whether he's playing every game or not, but just to have that experience and that head to, for these younger guys to tell them, guys, this is how we win these games. Mm. Because yes, they haven't won any major trophies, but they've won games against these teams. They've mm. been number one in tests, ODIs and T20s in their career. So they know what to do, right? Mm. Yes, maybe they don't know how to win a tournament, but they know how to win games, (laughs) right? And you need that in, you need that structure. Like, you can't go into a tournament and just have inexperienced players, Mm. right? Not that the whole squad is inexperienced, but Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Um, So no chance of us letting go of the Chokers title. I, I honestly don't think so. I just think England is way above us. I think Pakistan right now is way above us. Mm. Um, Australia, above us. I don't think... I don't see us winning this tournament. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if that's the case, who does? Who takes this? Look, if you're a betting person, throw a cheeky something on the protest because if it pays off, it, you, you're smiling. But I also don't... And as much as I'd like them to win, uh, I don't see it happening. Um... Yeah, but anyways, but I think for me, England and Pakistan, I'd look, even India, I wouldn't put up there. You yeah. wouldn't put But England and Pakistan are just dominating. Mm. Even before the World Cup, they're just looking so good, mm. so focused. Um, back to coaching points, like with, with football. What England had as a World Cup is, I don't know, people probably don't know this, but one, where they're staying, they have the entire hotel to themselves, mm. right? Some teams don't have that as a point. Two, the structure that they have, they've got their families there with them. Mm. So instead of being a training camp where you focus and it's, it's you know, we're in a World Cup, it's pressure, it's, no. Yeah. You are, you have they've an got, they've got, yeah, yeah, they have their families there, their wives and the kids, and it's not normal for World Cups. Normally, you know, you focus, but they took a different approach. Mm. So it's, again, coaching points, and it's 
it's the little things that come and what happens what happens off the field so yeah for me they, they, yeah they, they they're doing all the right things and it's showing players are relaxed players are cool if ever if you have a bad game you know that no one's calling for your head yeah yeah right yeah that. i think that's the comfort you need as a player mm. and, and 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 do take notes south africa um england and pakistan are probably the highest performing teams in this tournament pakistan are still <coughs> undefeated and they pretty and they winning quite convincingly and yes i've got questions yes yeah so i mean um just can you explain the format of the world cup okay. the cricket world cup because because i know i, I mean we we understand the format i mean i'm assuming <laughs> we understand the format of like football tournaments yeah. and football but like it sounds like the cricket world cup is very like different longer different. and different mm, for this 2020 world cup they took they they, they took a different approach if i may say <clears throat> There was first a group stages which was to qualify the smaller, smaller teams, teams so that they can make their way into the tournament but when the tournament started they started it as a super 12. Yeah. this means that they separated these two these 12 teams into six different groups so six into two different groups of six <laughs> to two different groups of six and how it will work is that they'll all play against each other of course and then you win you get two points um and then the top two of each group will advance to the semi-finals. Number one of group A will take on number two of group B and vice versa for the number two and number one. That will be the semi-final. Then after that, it will be the final and whoever wins then wins the cup. So right now it's still a, a, a league process in the group stages and by next week, Friday, we will know who has qualified and who will play who. So that's the, the take of the ICC 2020 World Cup for those of you who don't know. So be sure to tune in next week as South Africa play two games. One against... Oh my God, I forgot who they play we against. Play Bangla, we play, we Bangladesh, play Bangladesh. And our last pool game is England. Thank you. They play Bangladesh. And Bangladesh have been on a losing streak. They've lost three of all their games. So that that looks quite hopeful. Then the last match is against England, who are the previous runner-ups, who are the current world champions and have won mm. the cup before. So that one will be interesting as South Africa need to win all of their games to ensure that they go through. And that's about it for the <coughs> cricket, gents. Mm. We love it so much. Thank you for your you inputs. The, the off-field issues. Off issues is the fourth issue of okay. the final four oh, because we are completing the third issue <laughs> oh, sorry, of the sorry, cricket. Sorry. Uh, of the Cricket World Cup. The Cricket World Cup has the one that took our, our attention, but now we are taking it out of the tournament. We are taking it out of the playing field and we're looking at the social issues which are impacting the game. Gululego is very hot-pressed. He wants to let go of all these frustrations. Jimmy next to me is also nodding his head. So there seems to be a controversy with Cricket South Africa. Let, let, let's hear. Let's, let, let's start. Where, where does it start? So, look, I mean, firstly, the point... I mean, the fact that I needed an explanation of, of the... Of the format should should already give you, I mean, where, where I'm at in terms of cricket, mm, yeah. right? Now, the issues that that, that that we need to discuss is Quentin de Kock and the whole thing of taking the knee. Mm -hmm. Now, this is my, so I think it's poor form from Cricket South Africa. Yeah, I don't put in personally. I don't put anything on Quentin de Kock. Mm -hmm. I don't put anything on 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 the on the on the squad, mm. right? Can can you can 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 we first lay context in terms of what happened in 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 the world in in, in the World Cup? The it was a game 
First game. First game of the tournament. Yep. We're playing against Australia. And it's normal form right nowadays as we stand against racism that each teams, they take the knee in solidarity for the Black Lives Matter movement. South Africa is a diverse nation as we are. We would be hoping that each player understands the significance of the movement, but everyone has their choice. And Quinton de Kock chose not to take the knee. But not just him. I think that's where, that's where the problem came. Right? No, so, so for me, the, the issue is what happened is 12, a day before the game, CSA gave out a directive. No, but mm-hmm. we're talking about wait, even before that. Before the directive. Before the directive. Oh, in right? general, yes. Now, now I want us to get, and, and we'll get oh, to even the Even further back. Even before the directive. We'll get to the directive as yeah. well, right? So this is it, right? So so Cricket Essay explains this before before the thing, right? More context. They say, look, um, we've, because, I mean, cricket and rugby are traditionally um, white sports um, and uh, sports that need transformation, right? So before the 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 World Cup, uh, this is cr- Cricket Essay's version. They say they went to a camp and a culture camp, and in that culture camp they explained all of these various um, complex issues. We weren't there. We don't know if they explained them properly, but they say they explained all of these complex issues, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, um, so this is why people are taking the knee. Um, therefore. Um, you must make an informed decision because ultimately no one can force you to take a knee, right? So Cricket Essay, this is, this is, this is before the directive, right? So Cricket Essay goes, look, we've taken you to a culture camp. We've explained why this is happening. We hope you'll do the right thing. We, 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 we want you to make an informed decision, right? Oh, I don't have a camera. Yeah, you don't have a camera. He's doing, he's doing the quote, air quote things. <laughs> so that's what they say, right? Mm. And then they say, okay, guys, we're not going to force anyone to do anything because this is, I mean, the way you interpret things are different. So we say each person can make their own decision as to how they, how they um, observe this moment. Mm. Now the problem comes when people do that. Yeah. People then said, okay, cool. Um, I hear you. I hear you. So now let me make my own informed decision. I'm fine. Some now the picture now the picture comes. This is before one of the matches. I don't know which one it was, right? Mm-hmm. So then some players are taking the knee. Other players are have got a fist up. Other ones are just standing hands behind their back, right? Now that's very embarrassing because it shows a lack of coherency, right? Mm-hmm. Now then that's where the directive comes because now cricketers say because now it looks confusing and mm. like what do these players actually stand for right then cricketers say comes the, the directive that okay every player must take the knee now i think that's wrong for two reasons number one you claim to have sent them on a culture camp mm. you claim to have informed them and allowed them to make an informed decision number two you said before the tournament all of you can make the decision mm. on an individual basis now, when it it doesn't look good for you, you, you now send that directive. Like, if it, my thing is, if that directive came before the tournament, mm. before the tournament, they said every single player must take the knee. That's different. Also, on that, cool, send a directive, but do it in-house. That directive was posted in the media. Because it was... A, we, we didn't need to see that. You can still mm. force, in inverted commas, the team to take the knee, but do it in the hotel. Do it in-house. Why are you posting it on social media? That's even more embarrassing. Number two, during the tournament, 
during it's all on cricket i say yeah. i've got no 100%. issues like uh quinton dog my thing is this right and 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 and, and i know fanella has has, has has serious views on this right my, my thing is this right why are we taking the knee first and foremost why are we first. taking right now the issue is that there are players black players black players that are very um well um, versed with why the knee is being taken, I've said like I'll say Wilfred Zaha, Zaha yeah. said I'm no longer taking the knee because this is becoming That's an it's a performance, right? It's not it's it's it's, it's you're not it's, it's no longer genuine, yeah. Yeah, you, you're not dealing with the actual issues, mm. so therefore that's why I'm not taking the knee, right? And I think if Quinton de Kock had articulated and and even Marcus Alonso has stopped taking the knee, right? Mm. And that's a white player now, that's more controversial, right? But he. Before he stopped taking the knee, he explained why I'm not going to take the knee, right? So that shows a level of understanding. He's like, you and 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 I think we need to respect that, right? And my biggest thing is this, right? For example, for white people, um, and and we're gonna wrap up the final four podcast. Chip, uh, host, I'm not I'm, I'm not stepping on your toes. No, 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 no. Let's speak. Let's speak. <laughs> yeah. So for for white people, there's also a misunderstanding, right? Mm. Because there are white people that don't understand um, that. Black Lives Matter. So, so, so I disagree with you when you say it's a Black Lives Matter movement. So, there's mm-hmm. two things, right? Let me break it down. So, there's a Black Lives Matter as a as, as a as a a message mm-hmm. that Black Lives Matter, yeah. and then there's Black Lives Movement. Which now the problem with the Black Lives Movement that's a more organized structure, right? Mm-hmm. And and with the Black Lives Matter movement, those are people that have said things like, "We hate white people." Um, uh, whatever, whatever. So right? It's more, aggress- more it's, aggressive. It's, like it's more aggressive, and those are personal views mm. of those of those people, right? Yeah. Whatever, cool. So now the problem is then white people don't understand the nuance between the the message and the movement. They can't separate the message mm. and the movement. So, so I think it's very justified for a white person if you're like, okay, we're all taking the need to show support mm. to this organization mm-hmm. that says we don't we hate white people. They're like, I'm not gonna take a knee to support. Yes. For those guys that say they hate white people, but that's not. But even like I'm saying, the movement as an organization mm. is different to the reason behind taking a knee. Mm. So the reason behind taking a knee and saying Black Lives Matter is to say, black people throughout the world are marginalized, are killed, and our lives matter less. So mm. to say Black Lives Matter is not to say um, other lives don't, don't matter. matter. It's just it's we're, we're 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 emphasizing that black lives do matter. Now the problem is, and 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 this is where even I don't have, once again I don't have an issue with Quentin Decock. Mm. He could have verily we don't know right. He could have very much interpreted it and his family and his people, the Black Lives Movement, which is very anti-white. Mm-hmm. Whereas the whole thing of Black Lives Matter is not anti-white. It's, it's pro-black. Yes. So I so so I'm saying I don't have an issue with him not taking the knee. Mm. Once again, CSA. 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 CSA is the issue for me, and it's always been the issue. I mean, even Mark Bouch. Once again, I know nothing about about cricket, but, but I know, you know Mark Boucher is racist. <laughs> He's. He, I mean, there was a, 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 and 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 I say that with without fear of 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 of, of, of defamation. Right? He was calling players um, when he was a player. That was, SJC hearing that. Yeah, at the, at the hearings, some of his former teammates like, but this guy was calling me a yeah. brown piece of shit throughout. So that's racist, and he had to apologize. That's so very racist. that's very racist. So, so I think, I think, I think, I think there's lots of nuances to it. There's lots of nuances to it, but I think that CSA is at fault. At fault, at, at fault, hundred percent.
Jimmy, let's hear your voice, boy. Yeah. Um, extremely, extremely disappointed in CSA. Um, look, it's with SJN hearings going on right now, for them not to be able to handle this in a better way just shows like what they think about this whole thing. Um, <clears throat> firstly, Quint, like Goli was saying, Quinton isn't at fault. Is not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, this justification of there's black people close to me, it's it's a stupid one, right? But also, people don't know that. Well, before he released the statements, people didn't know that Quinton's stepmom is black, mm. and that Quinton has mixed race. And um, it's in his life. Exactly, it's, it's that's black people are in his life, right? Mm. And even I don't know him personally, but I know people who do, right? And they've ne- there's never been a thing of saying Quentin is racist or Quentin's done this and this and about black people. Right? He's never been in that. The, he's never been exactly mm. right. We uh, we know, man. Quentin, he has his own things, <laughs> bruh. Like he's just a weird character. <laughs> he couldn't be faced. He's just a weird character, but race uh, racist isn't Not it, the one. right? Um, and for people to paint him as racist for pulling out of the game um, after CSA released that statement. Mind you, less than three hours before the game, they release a statement to the public saying everyone should take a knee. Once the team team sheet is already set up, Quinton's in the team sheet, and now this comes up, and now you're forcing people to do something. Like it, it, it feels as if there was gross mismanagement. Exactly right. Mm. So I don't blame him for saying, okay, I'm not gonna play the game. Right. Obviously, yes. At the end of the day, you are at a World Cup, and you need to put your country first. But in that moment, CSA didn't did not put the players at first. So he's not to blame for not putting the game first as well. And it sounds like right? the players weren't even told beforehand. They, that's just, another thing. Mm, they found out through that statement, the media. which was released to the media. So there's no respect for the players. Like as well, where is right? it? And it's weird because. Uh, Graham Smith is with them at the World Cup. So why doesn't Graham Smith management speak to the CSA themselves is there? And be like, guys, you know? So this whole thing, it's it's annoying. To, it's, it's really annoying because you're trying to focus on a World Cup and the mother body is doing these Weird things on things. the side, right? And it just, now there's hatred for Quinton. People are hating Quinton. People don't even know why they're for hating no him. For no reason. They hate him because... They see a headline, Quinton steps out of the game because he doesn't want to kneel. No, you know? Um, So there's just a whole lot of drama going on and it's taking away from the cricket. And now also, we know what a class batsman Quinton is, right? Um, And we just know, but there's been this curse with South Africa where once you take up captaincy, your performances... It drops. Yeah, right. Um, Mm. And his performance last game, it wasn't that great. He's not the captain anymore, but obviously with off-field things happening, Mm. that also takes a hit. So, look, we've said a lot about this, but I think we're all on the same page where we do say that Quinton isn't to blame. There should be no fault on Quinton. Mm -hmm. And CSA is literally the, the cause of the problem. They are the problem. Um, and they stopping us from winning a World Cup. Yes, the players play, but, but they are they have a say in stopping us from winning a World Cup. We, I'm, 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 I'm actually happy that no French was used during this exchange because <laughs> emotions are heated when we're speaking about the national team. But when we go and watch the players, do mind the headlines, but just support the men. 
make sure that you are tuning in and making sure that these guys are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing which is playing and that's about it on that issue regarding socials it is such a heavy topic the room has become a bit more tense (laughs) and now it just signals the end of our show we have gone through talking of formula one Who's going to win there? Talks this side saying, no, Max Verstappen are going to do it with Mbouyi. Fanele saying, nah, no way. It's going to be Lewis Hamilton. The biggest conversation of them all turned out to be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's situation. Yeah. Well, loyal United fan Mr. Mbouyi is saying, no, <laughs> please <laughs> keep him. Not please, <laughs> but I, I, I understand him still being there. <laughs> and on the other side, people are like, no way, bro. There's no justification for this. Uh, and seemingly there's no justification for South Africa to win the World Cup as well because little faith is shown by our panelists. But we hope for the best for the gentlemen as they head out in the land of the UAE. And thank you for being with us in today's podcast. It was the final four brought to you by Guyasha Media and Goat Africa. Please share your thoughts, share your comments, tell us we're speaking rubbish, tell us we're speaking beautiful things. We want to hear your thoughts because the more the merrier, let's share the conversation and information regarding sports. That has been the Final Four podcast and we'll see you next time. It's been myself, Mpendulo, Jimmy. Yeah, man, I'm actually disappointed we couldn't talk about Kari, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start it next time on our next social issue and Mr. Mbui, Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Fantastic. That Kyrie issue regarding his vaccination, that will be a talking point for next week. Stay tuned to more fantastic sports. Have yourself a lovely weekend and go vote. Do the right things. <laughs> Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, how do I open this? <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>